Welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everybody. Jamie West here. Good to have you along. And Tracy Miller's here, of course, uh, our good friend and uh, lawyer extraordinaire uh, working in Ontario, Canada. Never, ever a dull moment in your life as a legal practitioner, is there, Tracy? Good to see you. Oh, good to see you, too. Yeah, it's it's never boring. That's for sure. No, it isn't. And I, I wonder, just before we get into uh, the topic of the day, which is really a question, what, what exactly is winning in family law or in family litigation? I wanted to stop for a second and just ask you a little bit about um, the fact that, uh, about what's happening as we come out of this pandemic when it comes to demand for family law. My sense from what I've been reading in the mainstream media is that all of us being cooped up together has somehow increased our tension and is resulting in an increase in family breakdown. Is your phone ringing off the hook more these days um, as a result of the pandemic? Yeah. And I think most lawyers that practice in this area of law will tell you that there are a lot of people, a lot of clients looking for lawyers. Um, even, even to the extent that, you know, you end up turning people away because there's just, there's only so many cases you're going to be able to handle. Yeah. What do you think is the, what is it the being cooped up together thing that, that creates the tension that makes us look at our relationships and has us deciding, okay, enough of this one. I've had enough of this guy. <laughs> well, I've, re- I've really, wa- I've really wondered because I think in a lot of cases where you were both working, you saw each other for an hour, a couple of hours at night tops, you were really busy um, if there were issues and then all of a sudden you're in the same house all the time, every day, how can it not, right? And I think financially people had pressures. I think they had pressures because their kids were at home and they were trying to deal with kids being at home and online learning and doing their job and all of that. I think it's been hugely stressful for people. So if there was already kind of cracks in the foundation already, this probably really didn't help. It's kind of interesting when you think about it because before the pandemic, before we knew anything about COVID and, and before we had to coop up together, people would say we live crazy busy lives, two people working, two people stressed out with their jobs, raising the kids, uh, paying mortgages, running the kids to these activities and doing this, that, and the other, all of this kind of stuff. And that's the reason that the, you know, families are, are dissolving or families are, are falling apart. And, and yet, once you bring everybody together and say, no, you can work from home for a while and you can be cooped up together and spend more time together and have family dinners together, we end up with your phone as a family lawyer ringing off the hook saying, I want a divorce. It's yeah, kind well, of weird and, when you think about it. And it was busy before. You know? I mean, even before the pandemic, I mean, what are the stats? I used to know them. I think it's at least one in two uh, relationships are going to break down. So. Um, there was never a shortage in family law, but yeah, definitely there's been an uptick over the last couple of years with all of the, uh, everything that's resulted as a COVID for sure. So um, the topic today is, you know, what is the definition of winning uh, in family law? And it's kind of an odd question uh, because I, I'm going to answer it right off the bat for everybody listening. Uh you know, I've been involved in family law litigation pretty much against my will for the better part of seven years. And I'm here to tell you that there is no winning. Um, the, the short answer is there just is no winning. Nobody wins, especially the kids. 
And it goes something like this. Um, the amount of time that you have to invest in a family law matter, call it a, a motion or down to a trial, whatever, on, on I keep saying custody, but the, the new term is parental decision-making. Yeah, you can't use that term, term anymore. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to fight about those things. You're going to fight about money. Uh, everybody's Everybody ends up exhausted. Everybody ends up broke. And the kids end up damaged as well. So there is no winning. And, and you're talking to a guy here who went through a 16-day uh, parenting decision-making We'll call it custody and access like they did in the old days. And that's what it was used when I went through it. And I didn't, it was just a few years ago, I went through it. 16-day custody trial. And the court granted me sole custody of my daughters. So I'm, I'm supposed to be the winner. That's, that's supposedly what winning looks like. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, if this is what winning looks and feels like, um, I, you know, clearly I don't understand what winning is because I don't feel like I won anything. Well, and I think what you speak to as well is what the cost is as you're going along. And I'm not just talking money because there are people that can afford to spend tens of thousands of dollars on legal fees. Um, but it's also the time it takes and it's the emotional cost. And I've had so many clients say it's just like this black cloud hanging over you, waiting for you can't get your life on track. You it can't is. move ahead because it just is always looming there. And that's why, you know, when we were talking about this episode and you talk about what winning means, people need to shift what they think winning means. And winning is getting it done early on, having a civil, even amicable relationship with your ex um, moving forward because you haven't spent two years and a fortune fighting over stuff. And it's also, I think, the idea that it has to be a fight. And I think people are concerned, they're afraid, they're emotional. A lot of people just didn't want to be separated to start with. And how the hell did I end up in the middle of this? I get all of that. But you can't let that drive your decisions. Right. And as soon as you do, that's when you get into this whole fight, I want to go and fight, fight, fight. There's so many costs with it. It's crazy. Well, it, it, yes, to, to all of that. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, and the thing is, people have a tendency at the beginning to want vindication. So there's, in almost every case, there's somebody who feels that the other person's done them wrong somehow. There's been infidelity or there's been financial deception of some kind. Um, somebody's, you know, a victim and somebody's a perpetrator in the minds of, you know, one person in the relationship. So I think, but I think with a lot of people, it's the uncertainty too, right? Like all of a sudden life is going along and everything's working and now everything's getting turned upside down. Right. Well, Your that creates a lot of, that, that creates a lot of fear. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then everybody retreats to their corner. Yeah. And you, usually what happens is fear leads to anger and then everybody's got their guns drawn and is shooting yeah. before there can even be a discussion. So, and, and you know, if there's no, if there is no, um, if there's no semblance of, of trust or respect there that exists between the two parties, um, it's a, it's going to be a tough uphill battle uh, to get people to cool it. But 
you know, one of the things I do with my clients is I say to them, there's nothing you can do about the other party. You are, you cannot, you're not in control of how they think and how they behave and what they do and what they decide. You're in control of you. So let's, let's work on you. Let's figure out. And in my case, I'm a, I'm a communications guy. I work on the communications piece with them. I try to teach them how to communicate better. And, and I show them the mistakes that I made along the way. I've made lots of communication errors along the way. That's, why I, that's how I know what works and what doesn't work. That's it, you know, what makes me an expert in this context. You know what? There are certainly a lot of people now uh, that don't want it to be a war, right? And they really don't. And I think that's when you start doing cases and, and shift your cases over towards mediation or collaborative or whatever mm-hmm. alternate dispute resolution you want to shift them over to. Um, I was just talking to a new couple the other day and what she said resonates. And I said to her, so, you know, what do you want with this? And they've got a, a young kid that's in elementary school. And she said, I just want to be able to move forward and we're going to be civil and we can talk about the issues we need to talk about with her daughter. That's the right and, attitude. Yeah. And we have to do the financial stuff and there's support issues. Okay. We get that. And, and the rest of it. We just want a fair resolution. And they both came up with the same answer, right? We want to be able to do this moving forward. We know we don't work relationship wise. It just doesn't work for the two of us, but there's no reason we can't be on civil amicable terms as far as our kids concerned. And as soon as you hear that, you go, thank God. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's winning. That's winning. Uh, that really is what you just outlined. There is the definition uh, of winning. I, I try to teach people to view th- their relationship with their ex differently because it is going to be different going forward. So I say to them, the faster you can get used to the idea of um, setting it up differently in your mind, the better off you'll be. And what I tr- try to do with uh, the people I talk to is I try to get them to view it as a business arrangement with the other parent at this point. So, you know, there's, there's, it's a business thing, whether it's financial issues that are still trying to be resolved or even whether it's parenting, um, try to, try to view the other person as somebody you have to do business with. Maybe you're, maybe you're even an entrepreneur or you're somebody that works in business. Try to think of it that way in terms of your communication, um, how would Absolutely. you, how would you, you know, how would you handle yourself in business with a difficult client, let's say, or a difficult customer? Um, if you, if you apply those things, then that is a winning formula for you in terms of getting resolution. Because if you go the other way, um, you're, you're guaranteed that things will go off the rails and things will get angrier and nastier. And then, and, and there's no victory there. As you pointed out, it's about getting to solutions and resolutions well and it's like you said if you keep it business like you you don't put commentary in no you don't want to start commenting on i think you did this because or a lot of history into it you need to keep it short sharp to the point and polite they're really simple rules you just that's how you communicate and it's amazing how the communication between people will shift going forward if it's yep i can be there at four o'clock thanks see you then it's not, I can't believe you asked me again. I, you never compromise. I don't know why I'm doing this. Okay, no. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock's great. I'll be there. Keep it short and to the point, right? If you want to vent, don't do it on social media. 
So oh if you want to you, you want to no. vent, go talk to your friend and vent, but not when the kids are there and not not when you're communicating with your ex. It's just going to get you nowhere. Right. And it and and I'm here to say that it takes practice that nobody's perfect. You you yeah. will inevitably from time to time slip up. I know that I have in 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 my uh communications uh with with my ex i have definitely uh made errors but you if you're keeping in mind the desire to do better then eventually you'll through practice you will get better um if you're really committed to it and you're really approaching it with goodwill you will get better and if you try to always keep in mind that you know your focus should be on your kids and what's best for them uh, then it becomes a little easier maybe for you to to do that uh, but well, it takes practice and don't you think you teach your kids how to deal with conflict tracy how do people get a hold of you if they'd like to connect with you yeah it's miller law and mediation and i'm on the net it's or it's tracy at millerlaw.ca all right and uh if you want help um communicating better as you go through your family law situation or you want to get some advice on uh how to find a really good uh, legal professional or a therapeutic professional, or you just want to learn how to communicate in writing or <laughs> verbally yeah. better, then uh, come and see me. Uh, my company is uh, Divorcecom, and you can reach me uh, through divorcecom.ca or my email, jwest at divorcecom.ca. Uh, so, um, Tracy, as always, uh, a pleasure to uh, be here today with you on this episode of Divorce Solutions, and we'll get together real soon. Yeah, we'll see you next time. All right. Take care, everybody.